Because your ankles, <laughs> you get millimeters, millimeters more near This is the anti-snowball. Listen, you're going to be all over sippy cups. You're going to be drinking beer in a sippy cup pretty soon. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't write anything off at this point. This is a strong beer, it says. Well, you were bringing a strong beer. I didn't want to bring a weak beer. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So we're going with the weaker beer first. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Are uh, we well, recording? I'm going to jump up and turn the heat off momentarily, but uh, welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances, and we unfold the roadmap to financial independence, and this morning the roadmap was covered in snow. WTF, it's Victoria, boys. We got winter got hit here quick. Not okay with that. Yeah. What, what's going on? It was like 25 degrees, and it hadn't rained in like three months, three weeks ago, and yeah. all of a sudden there's snow. Payback's We a just bitch. missed fall. Fall's been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Fall yeah. was canceled. Fall, fall was canceled, and we went directly from summer to winter. That's correct. And like a complete moron, I started shopping for winter tires like three days ago. Oops. Because, I mean, okay, I've been here for, back in Victoria for 12 years now. Mm. And I've, I mean, I've never owned winter tires in my life, but before that it was because I was, couldn't afford winter and all seasons or summers. Right. But yeah, so I'm like, well, we've got to drive up to Valmont for a Bonspiel and Valmont's in kind of Northern BC. It's in the, the snow, snowier part snow of zone? the province. So I'm like, you know, it'd be probably prudent to have appropriate tires. Sure. There is a regulation. Right. You have to have at least M&S no, noting on your tires. Malahat, right? So, right? Yeah. So I knew I was getting tires this year anyway, but I figured... Well, now's a good time. Yeah. And holy crap. Is there a, what do they call it? Supply shortage? Well, I didn't even get that far because I was overwhelmed by choice to start with, right? Oh, okay. So there's like, I'm just guessing, but there's at least 15 to 20 common tire brands. And there's a bunch of no-name brands that I've never seen before that popped up. Right. And then each manufacturer has five plus types of tires. Right. So you're like... 150 tires to choose from. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, and I, I'm like, I kind of know a little bit about tires, but I went down a huge rabbit hole on like, oh, what about this tire? And then what about this tire? And now you can only get three season tires. And I'm like, well, what's the, what's a three season tire? Yeah. Can't use it in winter. Can't use it in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and now, no, they, they have all season and they yeah. have all weather. All right. weather. Oh, but so I what thought you were, mean? I thought you were shopping for winter. Well, so, snow. okay. But how often do I drive in the snow? Not very often. I don't want winter Probably. tires. Or studs. Yeah. Okay. You don't yeah. want studs either. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, pre preface this with, I've been shopping on the used markets for like the last week and a half. Obviously, this has taken up most of your time because yes. you went on that rant yes. before we were even allowed yeah. to open a beer. I know. Well, you can crack in the beer, but I got to keep going because this took me a long time. And this is a public service announcement to yeah. consumers out there. I will get to a point. Okay. I promise. But let's get the beer. Now I can turn the furnace off and finish my story. Okay. So, I don't understand. Why didn't you just pick a tire? Like, what did I miss about that whole equation? Well, how do you pick a tire? Just How do you know which tire to pick? Just call up a tire place and say, pick me a tire. Yeah, Cedar Tire, they're the best. I, no, I see, I, I have small faith in people who have a conflict of interest. It's their job to make money on a tire. So they're going to sell me the tire that gives them the best margins. Probably, yeah. Okay, so I'm shopping for my own tires. <laughs> anyway. Call Cedar Tire, they don't do that. <laughs> anyway, I learned that... If you live in parts of Canada where you don't need a winter tire, which is not that's that us. many. <laughs> that's us. That's, that's, we are the one location. Yeah, it's maybe not that many places, but you can get these all-weather tires, which are... So, and that's an interesting description because some of them are winter tires that have good summer capabilities, and mm -hmm. some of them are summer tires that have 
better winter capabilities. Right. So call your local tire place and ask them those questions. I ended up going with an all season. Again. Right. Yeah. Because the ones I have, and they actually have the M and S mud yeah. and snow rating on them, even though they're not all weather or winter tires. So you continue to not have winter tires, just one tire. Correct. But a new one. I will pack some chains. Yeah. Because basically is like, there's three types of road conditions. It's like, oh, it's snowing a little bit. It's fine. Slow down. Be safe. Get to where you're going. Yeah. It's a freaking blizzard. We need to get where we're going. Put the chains on. It's stupid snow out there. We're not going anywhere. Right. That's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like we're commuting for work and you have to put them on every day and whatever. Right. So anyway. So tires. And expensive. Yeah. Tires and are expensive. expensive. I just had to get Holy new tires too. crap. But you know what I did? Yeah, you called the tire guy? I just called the tire guy and told them that I needed mud and snow tires. And they said, okay, here's what we have. What would you like to pay? <laughs> was this These your, are your three options. Was yeah. this for your Mazda? Yeah. Can I ask the price? I think it was like 1200 bucks installed for like four new tires. What were the three options? I think it was like 1000 1200 and like 1800 or something. Right. Mm. Yeah. Pricey. Well, yeah, you know, it ain't cheap. You know what got me is I went to a, a used guy, t- used tire guy in town here, and I have no objection to buying used tires. I know what I'm looking at, and if you know the tread's good and all yeah. the rest of it, it was forty five dollars a tire for Mountain Balance. Yeah, like it used to be fifteen twenty bucks, right? And then yeah. you start going, holy crap, it's one hundred eighty bucks going into just some used tires. Yep. And I won't even go into the whole story of how I bought some used rims and I got stuck with two decent tires. <laughs> this was a I, my week was. Chocolate tires and wheels. <laughs> and today I made the decision of what I was getting. I feel I wanted to vent and free this. I haven't even had a beer yet. I'm so excited. The moral of the story is just C- call a tire cars. place, get new tires, and don't spend a week on it like the mechanic did. <laughs> you know me well yeah. enough. That's what I did. Of course, that is how you spent your week. I'm not surprised at all. But I have read so much literature on tires. Holy crap. So if you're listening so, yeah. and you need some tire advice, <laughs> shoot me a message. I'm happy to banter with you. Oh, God. Well, what's the best? What's the best? product yeah so okay this is part of the problem right is a you don't know whether the website the article that you're reading is biased or not right because a lot of people are paid through advertising by specific brands that yeah. it's not apparent they're trying to, it looks like an unbiased review with yeah. different manufacturers but is it right so you really get stuck and then basically you end up in this rabbit hole of there's a thousand and one well, i found a found thousand and two tire blogs and sites and videos <laughs> That give you conflicting information. Yeah. Because some person's a Nokian fan, some person's a general fan, some person's a Michelin fan. What right? do you think the ROI on your research was? Like negative four, <laughs> negative five? What are you thinking? Got nine minutes of podcast out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah. Well, okay, so when funny you say that is I found a pair or a set of tires on the mainland. So for listeners that don't know, it costs us around $200 to take the ferry to the mainland and back, yeah. plus pretty much a day of your time. Correct. Like a day of wages, let's call that, right? So I found these used tires for 500 bucks. I'm like, oh, that's a steal. So including the 200 bucks ferry, get back here, got to mountain balance them. I'm going to save a hundred bucks and go into the store down the road. What's my time worth? <laughs> I almost roped my mum into picking them up for me and then coming up with some creative way of floating them across. Yeah, right. Jeez, man. Okay, how's the beer? It's not bad. It's okay. This right, is new new brewery. Hey? Let's let's just talk about the brewery real quick here. Shout out to another uh, or a new local brewery, which I hadn't even heard of until it appeared late in the summer. Um, they opened up near Beacon Brewing, who we have not had on the show, but we've no. you and I have tried it. Their accountant. Um, they're right oh, on the so corner, right by Beacon, right on right, like literally right on the corner. That's they were they were throwing snowballs at each other today. 
Nice. That's like a bit that ridiculous. Close. It is a bit ridiculous, yeah. But I will say that they're, they do have a nice space, and this one that I picked up for us. So here's my rant. This is the first time I have felt that uh, I've been price gouged. Oh, really? Yeah. How much? Like, we complain well, about... a four-pack of these. We, oh, okay, we complain about beer... We have been complaining about yeah. beer prices. Of course, right? they're yeah, ridiculous. Course. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. So, uh, these were $20.60. For four. For, for four, four, four beers. Yeah. Jesus. Right? So, yeah, I feel like that was a bit of gouging. It's yeah. uh, sit-down prices in my establishment. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? So, anyway, I did bring home, because we do want to support local. It's a hazy IPA from Small Gods Brewing in lovely city... City. Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Sydney, British Columbia on the island. City here. of Sydney. Okay, somebody else read because I haven't had any beer yet. Please. A curious interaction between a lone homeowner and a photographer without hands. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yakima Valley is a destination for brilliant authors and delicious hop innovations like Citra and what is that? Zero Pop? Cryopop? Cryopop? Okay. Hooked on phonics works. Yeah. I never took it. <laughs> uh, key for this bold, hazy IPA. Grab your camera and catch these bursts of citrus and stone fruit. It made me think, seeing myself like that. I can tell you, it makes a man think. And I guess that's the viewfinder. It's viewfinder. called viewfinder. It's called viewfinder, yeah. Um, so not a good uh, write-up there. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They'll be checking in with us. Yeah. Beer's, but, beer's okay. Beer's good, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Mm. I mean, over $20 for a four-pack's getting a little ridiculous. It totally is, yeah. And yeah. I had, while I was there, I was in a bit of a rush. It was lunchtime. I couldn't sit down for beers. I had a little sample of their Hazy Pale Ale, which I think you guys would have liked better. But I've actually had it in can before, so I wanted mm. to try something different for yeah. 20 freaking dollars. No yeah, kidding. fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, here we are. It's the mechanic, the accountant, and the economist. Back in the house, boys. Back in the garage. What's up? Oh, hey. Yo. How's it going? So, uh, big shout out. Congratulations to the accountant for uh, being a father. Cheers. Yeah, oh, cheers. Yeah. Thanks, boys. And how was your nap? Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just so tired. <laughs> All the time. So, good nap? Not enough naps. No? When he sent us that text about this recording time... Working better with naps. Yeah, I presume that was his naps, but maybe Con- it's the baby's no. naps. <laughs> oh, really? Those are one and the same. <laughs> They're the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So three weeks in. Three weeks. Yep. Good times. Real tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you uh, escaped the house for a quick beer with us. Yes. And Badger, yeah. because I know you've been saving up some rants. You've had a little bit of time to be. Well, maybe you haven't had time, but maybe you should be podcasting so that you can like drift off to sleep and you can listen to all the craziness that's happening in the world. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I probably should. I, you know, I'm so tired. I can't even remember what a lot of my rants were. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, but I do remember, back through our yeah, text. I do remember sending you a bunch of things I was mad about for sure. Well, let's talk about one that clearly Everett was talking about this week about how apparently Disney Plus is like the solution to inflation. Oh, you mean you mean how the deputy prime minister slash finance minister? Not sure how that's this the same job because those seem like important (laughs) jobs, and maybe we should have two people doing them. But anyway, uh, decided that to fight inflation, you should cancel your thirteen ninety nine a month Disney Plus. Does that insult you? Of course it does. In what way? In every way imaginable. (laughs) She's so dumb with everything she's like she already makes me so mad because all of the liberal policies are so terrible like sometimes they'll come along with a policy and you're like yeah i can get behind that message oh except what you're doing won't do what you're trying to do and you're not even smart enough to figure it out and like 
You're talking about inflation for regular families and you're talking about how you cut your Disney Plus subscription to save some money because your kids aren't watching it anymore. You make $230,000 a year and you have five houses. What? Like, figure it out. How do you not know that that would be tone deaf to tone, the bulk yeah. of Canada? What, wasn't she just trying to promote fi fire? <laughs> okay, this I want to play. I want to play some devil's advocate here because everyone like trashes on the latte factor, right? And she just delivered the latte factor message in a terrible tone deaf way, <laughs> absolutely, to people that are not wanting to hear that yeah. right now, yeah. right? So, like the so I will defend not defend her or the comment at all. No. Let's get that clear. But the I will defend the. If it was taken the intended message, the intended message <laughs> taken appropriately is review your extraneous spending on subscriptions that don't bring you joy. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Right. Can right. we agree but, that's but again, the right message? Yeah. But that would be the message from somebody who's helping people with their personal finances. This is the finance minister of Canada that is supposed <laughs> to be making responsible decisions for the entire country. And they came, we have massive inflation. We have horrible deficits, rising interest rate costs. The liberals come out with a budget where they're going to have like another extra $20 billion in spending. And you're talking about cutting a third, like, just shut up. <laughs> just stop talking. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we, won't, we, won't, we try not to get too political on this show because it's easy to do. Um, oh, but, I've, I've got another one. And they're all bad. So now, there's, actually. there's yeah. no good well, choices. So I'm, no, I'm going to switch I know, I know there's a leader of another party, which you repeatedly tweet as well. The so. dumbest person on the planet, <laughs> Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP party. This now, is for entertainment purposes only. And is only and it's opinion. just my opinion that he is the dumbest person on the planet. So he tweets out one of his things like, we're, you know, we need to cancel the the tax on home heating oil because you know heating costs are getting too expensive for canadians dude a week ago you just voted to increase the carbon tax <laughs> do you not understand how those two things correlate like pick your message yeah. what are we in like increasing the carbon tax or are you taking the tax off of the things we need is it is it a good thing to have or not? Like you're so tone deaf. I mean, this is the same guy it's, who it's suggested, optics, right? It's all the it's optics. All, yeah. It's all optics, yeah. and this is the same guy who suggested giving out more free money to help fight inflation. Yes. So obviously he's an idiot. Yeah. But at some point, I think we all need to just go to the polls and make a rule that you are not allowed to run for political office or work in the public sector without working in the private sector. Because clearly these people are tone deaf. They've never worked in an actual for-profit business. They don't understand how the world works. Like, politician used to be something you did after you went and you had your career. Now, we are getting politicians that that's all they've ever done. That's it, called a career politician. Exactly, and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think Santa's just got one as oh, mayor. We, <sighs> there's too many of them. Too many career politicians. You should not be allowed to do it. You're too tone deaf to the realities of the world. Well, and do you think um, at that point, regardless of whether you had been in private industry previously, I mean, things change pretty fast, right? If you've been out of the industry for 10 years and focusing on politics, you can be pretty ignorant to what's happening in that, even though you try and keep up with what your constituents want, what your party message is and all the rest of it, right? Sure, but, but you're not just like you didn't spend your entire life political pandering. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? Like we've, I've said this a million times and I'm getting tired of saying it, but it still rings true. Politicians are like diapers. They need to be changed frequently and for the same reason. And trust me, I have changed a lot of diapers in the last three weeks. <laughs> Is everything going to be like kid analogies now? <laughs> have you got, did you get a book? A did book get... of all kid analogies It, ca- it comes yeah. with the baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those. They hand it out at the hospital uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those little flip calendars like each day has like a saying right. yeah. it's going to be like the, today's metaphor or simile why you change your diaper it is it is politicians are like diapers <laughs> some of them smell more than others they all smell though <laughs> some of them are full of shit some of them will be <laughs> some of them will be <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good one I like that all right, well, so, so okay, this is you guys. Wow, you're just throwing me up uh, soft, slow pitch, nice uh, cans of corn to catch here. What do you got, I got there? in the mail here? Upgrade from oil or propane to gas heating. You're going to save thirty seven hundred bucks a year. Now, I, I expected this to show up because they ripped up my road two weeks ago, right? And conveniently put in gas after I asked them five years ago to put in gas. Yeah. When I wanted to stop using oil. Right. And they're right. like, oh no, it'll cost you $7,000 just to get a gas line to your house. <laughs> I'm like, well, Fortis, I'm sorry. I'll own your stocks, but I don't want your your product. Yeah. Yeah. So they went and dug up our whole street. For, and good for them because hopefully the house is down the road. Hopefully someone will take advantage of it if they want to. But the top five reasons to upgrade to gas heating. Okay. Okay. Cost Can't savings. How is, how is natural gas half the cost of oil or propane? I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it says it's half the price. Okay, so that's a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Environmental benefits. Uh, isn't natural gas come from the extraction of oil? I think like, fracking's isn't... bad. Frack? It's not <laughs> if you do it the right way, but let's not get into that oh, either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so some talk... people think fracking's bad. <laughs> it, it can be done. It yeah. can be done poorly. I won't. I will not argue with that. So a cleaner burning gas. Okay. Now, oh, they also say I like this. This caught my uh, eye. Once connected to gas. You can sign up for renewable natural gas to further to further reduce your greenhouse gas emissions. I'm like, what? How do you? Isn't it the same pipeline? <laughs> How are you gonna, like? Oh, that house wants renewable. That one doesn't. So but they they get charged ten percent more. <laughs> Look at this while I do this over here. So yeah, I'm, uh, that one I'm questionable. So we're like one and a half out of three so far, right? Comfort, convenience, and reliability. Okay, cozy fires. Yes, that's wonderful. If I, I can, think if yeah. I can afford to put in a freaking fireplace, yeah. But can't you get an oil fireplace or a mm. propane fireplace? You can get a propane, propane yeah. fireplace yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And oh, and it says get connected for as little as fifteen dollars. So I'm going to hold them to that. Right. So they're going to run a line and put a meter in for next to nothing, just so I can become a customer and then not use any gas. Well, Tell I don't you know. Well, well, okay. Here's are you going to get the line? Because I assume you got a new furnace. Five years ago. So you're not ready for Why would I do that? Oh, I don't know. No, I did not. I'll tell you the furnace store if you you want. I mean, you can put in a conversion kit to convert any oil furnace to natural gas. You are correct. Well, is that part of the 15 bucks? I would do that myself. Okay. Ish. Ish. And not, <laughs> I'll add the ish in there uh, just for I'm anybody listening. Say, so we're just going to do DIY <laughs> explosive gas furnace work. Dude, I work on an explosive helicopter all the time. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so we've talked about energy usage before, right? And, of course, here we are in winter, and, yeah, I got the oil oil burning furnace fired up, yep. smoking out the neighborhood. Well, we all have it in Victoria. It's a pretty common thing. But So I've got these oil-based uh, electric heaters. Right. Yeah. 
Because you account, you have baseboard. I have baseboard, which is terrible. Do you use anything? Do you use those oil ones at I, all? Or? I have a gas fireplace at home. So you use the gas So fireplace. I use that to heat most of the house and then just baseboard as sparingly as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair enough. What do you run? Same thing as the accountant. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the things we need to remember here is that that same flyer went out in the 80s telling you to (laughs) switch away from oil and natural gas to electric electric. baseboard because it was cheaper for all the same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then look what happened. Electricity rates increased. It was less efficient. Like, and the flavor of the day right now is heat pumps, right? Mm Yeah. Like, oh, you want a heat pump? It's the best for the environment. It's the cheapest. It's the most efficient. Like- there's always it's going to be the, the most flavor efficient. of the day. That's but it the does most, give you AC say. in the summer. Well, that's true. <laughs> okay. So explain to me how running electricity 365 days a year is more efficient than running it for I didn't say anything about efficiency. I said it gives you AC in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this podcast has gone off on a way different direction than finance, but it freaking pisses me off. You know how much bad air conditioning is for the like the world, the environment? Right. Yeah, it's terrible. It's horrible. Is heat pump that bad for the environment? Dude, you've got a fridge sitting outside your house. Yeah. And you're either taking the cold air or you're taking the hot air. Yeah, it's just a huge You ever felt the back of your fridge? There's hot air coming off it because there's cold inside. Right. That's what a heat pump does. Stick a fridge outside, you got a heat pump. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, I'm dead serious. Yeah. You know, so like, I have problems with the whole... And I'm not here to debate like the minutia of electricity usage of a heat pump and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter remains is, is your demand on it obviously is going to have the biggest impact. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like there's so much bullshit sales practice, like switch from like, I have a perfectly functioning furnace. Yeah. So changed over, right? I've got a very new oil tank because I did upgrade that instead of going to heat pump and stuff. So how much waste do I create by switching to another energy source? And then switching the next time the thing that you have is out of favor to the next thing. Right? And the whole point of like going to a heat pump is you need an an extra supplementary source of heat. Right. So I would have had to keep a furnace anyway. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel it's just... I just feel it's but such bullshit. you like, could wait for the government to offer a rebate on the heat pump and then the heat pump company to jack their prices to <laughs> equalize the right. cost. So, so that that you... won't impact inflation at all. Either will it. The no. government give me rebates. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I want rebates from the freaking power company, which Forda says, 3700 which is coming from the government. Yeah. Well, yeah. Every, it's all just whatever the flavor of the week is, right? I don't want to keep ranting. I'm... Did uh, you're napping on your beer? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nap time. Well called. Yeah, we're going to be on to our another, our another one, and you can just have that one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, that was my whole energy and Fortis thing. And some I did see somebody posted on uh, the Choose FI Canada Facebook page asking about the plastic around the windows. You ever tried those? Yes. Yes, in a good way or yes, it's like bullshit. No, it absolutely works. Like I had my old house, the rental house. I've done that to the windows because they're all old single pane. What, do you just put vapor barrier on the wall? It's essentially like it's not quite that simple. But yeah, you're essentially putting vapor barrier and creating an extra layer. You're creating a boundary layer of air yeah which is air is actually a good insulator it's a great right, insulator, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I i only ask because i've i've used it on a few of our windows like our bedroom window is big right it's mm-hmm. whatever it is seven feet by three and a half and any windows i don't care we do have double panes but any windows are a bad insulator like right. they are yeah. bad yeah so and 
generally our bedroom windows curtains are closed most of the time. We sleep in the dark in our room. I mean, the idea with double pane is that they have an air insulator between the panes, but yes. it's really thin, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and there's always some form of leakage around your frame if you've got opening and closing windows, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, can, it can't it, be perfect. It, yeah, it's never is. So to your point, account, yeah, it and to yours, economist is it's fairly easy. They give you a double sided tape that you run around your wooden frame. Yeah, you stick your plastic on. It's a bit of a trick because it likes static it's electricity tricky, yeah. and it's like sucked all over you. <laughs> and it's, like, it's good fun. And There's then some just, swearing involved for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, by the, by your third window, you're getting better. And then usually just a hair dryer. Right. And the advice on that is like start in the middle and work your way out. And, and it, it'll li- just if you do it right, it taut. If you do it right, you can't even tell it's there. Right. Like it's, it's see-through, it's clear. I, I'm an advocate of it because for very little money and you can rip it off in the spring if you don't like it or don't like the looks. The worst that I've had to do is a little bit of paint touch up around my window frame. Right. Yeah. But I think it makes a big difference. And it was a post on there. People were asking about it. And for like 20 bucks, you can do a lot of windows. The ROI on it is huge in terms of, like you said, for 20 bucks, rather than, you know, if you can't afford to replace all your windows, but you're getting extreme drafts through all that kind of, all your windows in your house, you're adding a lot of insulation. You're going to get a lot less drafty of a house from that. A lot less drafty. And it actually makes the room feel nicer because what happens is if you look in most rooms, your heater is right below your window. Right. Yeah. And that's the reason is, is because there's this huge boundary layer of cold air and warm air. Yeah. So if you had your heater on the other side of the room, you'd have a super cold half and a super warm half. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So by creating that extra insulation, you create just like a cozier, better room yeah. feel altogether. So that's my uh, pitch for that. Yeah. See my, see the link on the uh, <laughs> mechanic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, off energy. We don't do show notes anymore. Back to FI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the FI of this week? Isn't isn't energy uh, your number one investment decision these days? Energy stocks? Well, yeah. It's the only thing I own that's up. I know, because if you're anything on to do with the NASDAQ, you're pretty much screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. What oh. happened in the NASDAQ? Uh, well, okay. Well, what happened? So the Bank of Canada. So do you guys think it was a soft pivot? No. So they only raised... That was 50, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 50 basis They only raised points. 50. You don't think that was a soft pivot? Because they didn't keep pace with the Fed, which was 75. There's a whole can of worms involved in all of that. You're not keeping pace with the Fed, which has currency issues relating to it. But you also have, like, we have a way more precarious housing market for a myriad of reasons than the States does. There's... What do you mean? We got 485,000 new immigrants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> Whoa, we're getting political. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, again, I'm going to say like how many, like you could spend an entire week discussing the problems with the housing market in this country. Yeah, right. It's, there's too much. Do you know what? I think the number one disservice people are doing out there when they're trying to talk about housing in affordability is they're like, the average one bedroom rental in Toronto is $2,300 a month. And how is somebody working blah, blah, blah job able to afford this $2,300 a month apartment? And you're like, yeah, but they're working a minimum wage job. And that $2,300 a month apartment is in downtown Toronto. When I was working a minimum wage job, I had roommates. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm 33 years old. I've never lived by myself in my entire life because I never wanted to pay the money it costs. Yes. Newest roommate, worst ever. Shit in the bed, the whole... <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Surprisingly, I have had worse roommates. <laughs> Go on, sorry to interrupt. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, they're not doing themselves a certain... Like, you look at it and it's like, well, yeah, like, 
why do you expect to live in a nice one bedroom condo on minimum wage? And right. I know some people get pissed at me for saying that because, you know, everybody deserves, but if you're not making top end wages, shouldn't you be in a two bedroom with a roommate or. Also, and, and I'm not saying it's a ton more affordable, but it's more affordable. Also, Man, what's the first quartile rent in Toronto for a one bedroom? Nobody publishes that data. No. Right. Because I'm sure there are some really expensive one bedrooms that are dragging that average up. Oh, yeah. oh of oh, course yeah. there are. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same as here. Like I look at, and I have like one of my rentals is, well, all of my rentals are under market rent, but I look at what I was making 10 years ago when I was living in a three bedroom basement suite with my friends and paying rent. Right. And I look at what people that are in the one I have now and- the increase in minimum wage more than makes up for what that cost. It's just all of a sudden the new standard is, well, I deserve to be able to have my own one bedroom place. I deserve to have food delivered to my door. Disney plus five days a week. Yeah. I have to have my Disney plus <laughs> <laughs> like there. It's not that how I'm not saying that housing hasn't gotten unaffordable because obviously it is. But if you're actually trying to illustrate the problems with housing affordability, you can't be cherry picking these ridiculous examples Yeah. if you want to actually drive the point home because you're giving a huge counter argument to anybody looking at that data. Mm. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this before too. There's been a huge amount of lifestyle inflation right across the board from all groups of wage earners that, you know, it's great. We have a higher quote unquote, higher standard of living that costs more to achieve. Yep. So when housing went from 30% of your paycheck to 40% of your paycheck to maybe 50% of your paycheck, that 20% isn't available anymore because your lifestyle is taking up the other 50, 60%. Well, that's very true. Right? Like, I don't know. I, anyway, that, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're supposing things and we're generalizing and we yeah. can't, right? Like, I just missed how any of this has to do with the NASDAQ and what's it done. Oh, well, oh. You, we got off track on what happened with the Fed, <laughs> the Fed and the Bank of Canada. Right. Well, because, okay, so okay, for better information than we are able to deliver. Of course. I, I support. Go anywhere else. I, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drink beer and have fun. <laughs> Damn it. Talk about things we don't know a lot about. Yeah. Uh, no, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The guys over at the Looney Hour podcast are really good. They dig into the macroeconomics globally and Canadian way better than we ever will. Of course. And, and I paraphrase some of the things they say because it's worth sharing. And I, it bugged me because the freaking dentist started asking me questions and you can't talk when you're at a dentist. Yeah, and I had a podcast in. And so yeah. I missed the end of the most recent podcast of the Looney Hour, but they were just talking about how the U.S. Fed went 75 basis points. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> during the press conference, the market was like, buoyant and up and they're like oh this is good we priced this in everything's good and and the fed was like okay maybe you're not getting my message we are gonna continue to raise rates right no and you you missed that did i miss it okay no, no please no. correct it so somebody incorrectly told him that the market during the meeting. was up during the during meeting, the meeting yeah. despite yeah. the fact it <laughs> yeah. was down oh. and he clearly was biased towards not wanting the <laughs> yeah. market to be up yeah. and was like you guys aren't getting the message right like That's it, it yeah. shouldn't be the market shouldn't be increasing on this news was you know i'm yeah. obviously paraphrasing and taking it out yeah. of context yeah. but yeah it was the person who told him that 
was bullshitting him. Oh, really? Yeah, because the market was down when that press conference was happening. So he told them wrong information, and he was clearly upset that the market was still up. Okay, I got I got to finish the podcast and then do a little bit of my but own research. But yeah. this is also another problem that we have is the stock market is not the economy. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So the Bank of Canada and the U.S. Federal Reserve... Why are you paying attention to the stock market? That's not the economy. Yeah, shouldn't care. You shouldn't care what the stock market's doing. That's not your problem. Your problem is everyday, regular people across North America. Employment. Employment is a major factor. Cost of living is a major factor. Those are the things that you are trying to deal with. What about currency? Currency is not as much of a factor for the U.S. because they're reserve currency globally. It's more of a concern for us as Canadians. <laughs> it's a big concern for huge concern. everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just for import-export purposes? Well, that's a big part, but just from the credit potential credit crisis for sovereign debt issues. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so what the problem is, is to support bond markets, is a lot of countries are buying up bonds but they're having to cash out and do it in u.s dollars yeah so that's why the u.s dollar is doing so well yeah right so this leads me into are you guys okay to yeah get a new beer and dovetail into the next conversation wait. or the economist you so, should weigh in on us you're a freaking economist is the nasdaq down i don't know i haven't, I haven't <laughs> looked in days i go to work i go to work now i don't have time for the stock market i gotta work for my money how did we end up back at work yeah well you know sometimes it's good to go to work I, you know, I got to go on a work vacation. Remember what I said to you a week and a half ago? You were going on vacation. Yeah. Where'd you go? Lovely Bella Coola. Did it nice. rain the entire time? No. 98% of the time. <laughs> Did you also visit Bella Bella? I didn't, but I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, very, they're actually far apart. My good friend Dave is in Bella Bella. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's he do there? What the heck's he doing there? Runs an electrician company. Oh, bank. Yeah. 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 No, Bella Bella, so the irony of Bella Bella, Bella Bella, Bella Coola, where I went, Bella Coola was, was my wife was working up there three weeks ago when we had the October sunshine and it was yeah. freaking gorgeous. Right. So you got pictures? She, yeah, she sends all the pictures, right? So of you're course. like, Bella Coola, Bella here I come. <laughs> here I come. Wicked, I'm bringing. Raining the whole time while I'm trying to build this helicopter. <laughs> so I rock up and, I, you know, I, I generally fly in running shoes because it's comfortable. And I step off the plane and my foot's wet like the first step off the plane. It's like monsoon, puddles everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun week. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm packed appropriately for work wear. But of course. Yeah. yeah, it was the first time. Well, maybe not the first time. First or second time I've actually used an umbrella while working on top of the helicopter at 11 o'clock at night in the rain. Not for me, but to try and keep some of the electronics dry on top of the helicopter. <laughs> I hear electro- uh, electricity and water mix real well. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So That's anyway, I, I didn't get the, but the, well, so 98% of the time, the 2% it wasn't was the day I was leaving. And I thanked my lucky stars because the flights have been canceled three times. Cause this is like a, it's a, it's like a, it's a BC Valley, but it's like a Norwegian fjord to get right. into this place. Yeah. And they're quite happy to cancel flights out of there. Well, and I was like, oh, it's absolutely gorgeous in here. Fresh yeah. snow on the hills, clear, sunny day, <laughs> and my plane's here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm leaving. <laughs> Vacation's over. So, was it a full plane since they canceled three days before? Surprisingly, it wasn't. I think people basically give up and drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this may not happen until May. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to leave. I'm just going to drive to Williams <laughs> yeah. Lake. Yeah, fair. Okay, I'm going to the fridge, boys. Oh, yeah. Tell us, tell us about this beer you brought back. Oh, it's the Voodoo Ranger from uh, New Belgian Brewing. 
So I didn't know you had left, which checks out because you're the international man of mystery. Where did you go? Uh, Las Vegas two times. Two times. September. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. How was Vegas? Not bad. Oh, I get to drink this out of my Sin City glass. This is awesome. Oh, very, very lucky. Sin City uh, Las Vegas and NV. Oh, it's dirty. That's really dirty. I wouldn't be drinking out of that. Have have you guys ever had the uh, old fat tire from New Belgium? Yes. Yeah. That's an okay beer. Yeah, it's all right. That's a wit beer. So this is... Okay. No, it's definitely not a wit beer. Fat tire? Yeah. It's like a dark... Oh, I'm thinking of... Uh, what am I thinking of then? I don't know what it is. It's dark. It's, Are you uh... thinking? Nah, he's not. Thinking. No. Okay, I'm... Th- uh, juicy Haze IPA. Yeah. There's, there's so no... I... There's no uh, so I'm thinking the... it's going to be a hazy IPA. <laughs> Because it says seven and a half, yeah. seven and a half percent, or we're all taking taxis again. Oh, good lord! It's a good thing we've got Uber in Victoria. This is only well, we don't, oh, right. we don't have that. <laughs> can't can't take the. Do you use Uber in Vegas? I did. How was it? Great. Yeah, they funny come get you. Hey. Uber's always. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably cut it out of my budget though. This of beer inflation. is extra hazy. What with the ice crystals. <laughs> Did you put this in the freezer? <laughs> well, yeah. So, how many times has the economist complained about the temperature of my beer fridge? Uh, Multiple. many, many, many. Hey, well, I don't have look ice at crystals this. in my. I don't have ice either. Fine. That's what just the... you. You just took <laughs> mine from the back. Sucks to be you. Guess who got the coldest beer? Yeah, right. Complainy pants over there. He's pretty much got a margarita now. It's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sticking a beer in a margarita. That's called a Mexican bulldog, and it's my favorite way to drink alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) Um, The only problem with this is we have actually chilled this beer beyond its aromatic, aromatic, aromatic extravagance. That's not the word I want to use. Do you think it's extra bitter because of how cold it is? Still has a decent nose on it, though, for having almost. I can't smell anything. Mine is frozen. We done screwed up. It's pretty well. By the time we get into our, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast less than one hour. So if you're still listening, yeah, we promise it won't be like an hour and a half show. How, okay, so how what's much time what's our next? What you had a lot of things on the docket. I did, so I, rapid I, fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well here we go. This isn't that rapid fire, but this is actually dovetails nicely into all of the other stuff we've talked about. Was um, you guys have heard that on the Neo Exchange you can buy fractional shares. Of companies like Microsoft, Google, Facebook, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. US, US blue chip. Well, I don't know if you want to call Meta blue chip anymore. But sure. What's sure Meta? Not. Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. know you don't Facebook that. No. But you can buy Wait, fractional. It's not blue chip anymore? It's lost 72% of its value or something. So. Just because of the Zupper, Zupper, <laughs> Zupper face fiasco? No, no. Uh, they spent way too much money in the metaverse and nobody wants to do dumb shit online. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. That was a bad idea. A terrible idea. <laughs> okay. To, to sum it up, they're called CDRs, aren't they? Yes, yes I believe yes, so. They're CDRs. Yeah. Okay, so just to sum, so our listeners are on the same page as us. A CDR is offered by the Neo Exchange, which is a Canadian exchange, where you can go and purchase in Canadian dollars. Are you trying to warm up your beer with your hands? Correct. Yes. <laughs> you can buy fractional shares of US-based companies in our denomination. You keep it. You get your dividends. By de- denomination, he meant Canadian currency. Canadian currency is correct. Yes. So it is hedged. So you don't have the currency risk you have, and you don't have to do Norbert's Gambit. You're not paying exchange fees. Correct. See, we read it. 
Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Discussion over. Damn it. <laughs> no. So my question is, should you buy them? So and, the- and let me let me give you some background on why I asked that question. Sure. Do you want me to do that or do you want to jump I right in? I don't care. Why don't you jump right in? Because I'll see if you come up with what I came up with. Well, okay. So the first thing that came, I looked at the article you sent which we won't put in the show notes, so maybe you should plug the article. <laughs> I have to go get my phone to see what I texted you guys. That's uh, fine. It, well, Move on. I'll, no, I will plug it, because yeah. I, will, I will... Yeah, we'll plug it. Yeah. Um, it was Findependence Finda, Hub, which is Jonathan Chevro, who uh, I follow on Twitter. He's a pretty smart guy. He started Findependence Hub. And it also links to another article that our good buddy Talkan wrote about CDR. So there's some good reading. Definitely and, check those out. And it's called, Should You Invest in Canadian Depository Receipts? That's what CDR stands that, for. Yeah, that's yeah. what CDR okay. stands for. So, so you probably should have explained that to the beginning. I but, tried. I was paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the article, well, nobody would have known what that meant anyhow. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. In the article, they listed the available options, which were 14 stocks. You're right. And they also listed the number of trades right. on the Neo Exchange. Low. Which was very low. Yes. So I'm thinking there might be an arbitrage opportunity, whether the underlying asset is worth buying or not. I'll leave that for future discussion, but there might be an arbitrage opportunity. Okay, explain that a little more. You're saying that you think the bid-ask spread is your arbitrage? Uh, no. Or the uh, currency is your arbitrage? I guess the bid ask spread. So they were set for twenty dollars for a certain mm-hmm. portion of the. They were so like released. They all at 20. started yeah. at twenty. Yeah, and um, they represent a portion of the underlying security. Yes, which I assume is fixed. Yes. Well, so, I think it's fixed, but this is the problem: is I think it floats with currency. The percentage of its value floats like yeah. you're not. The currency still plays a a role in this here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're the value of your Canadian dollar, your twenty dollar Canadian yeah. one piece of Google, right? And the currency changes, you get less of a percentage of Google for your twenty dollars, even if you hold that. The, Google see this to begin I, with. This, I, this is why I wanted to talk about this because I'm not a hundred percent clear on it. So I thought that you had done more research than you have and i had a bunch of questions that i wanted to hit you with on this <laughs> and now you're rethinking and now it. i'm rethinking it but ask me so, the questions you might be surprised well let me finish my yeah, thought so yeah, my yeah. my original thought whether you can or cannot do it was that it was tied to a percentage of the company mm-hmm. and because there are so few trades there might be an arbitrage opportunity between the cdr and the act the price of the cdr and the price of the underlying security interesting okay hadn't thought of that yep I like it. Okay, so my first question comes, <laughs> comes in the form of nobody does anything without being able to make money. 100% agree. So how is the need getting paid for this? Now, uh, my assumption here is that there are commissions to do with these The shares. Neo Exchange wasn't created just for this. I understand that. Yeah. But they wouldn't have released this product. Well, if they, they didn't. Not- CIBC did. CIBC released the product. Okay. I don't care who did. CIBC is well, we'll tell you well, what, now, I'll give you the answer if you shut up. But now there's two people who have to make money, CIBC and NEO. Right. Now, okay, so we know NEO's making it on the bid-ask spread because that's how all exchanges make money. On commissions. Yeah. Not bid-ask, on commissions. Who makes the bid-ask? That is what the floor stockbrokers do. Like that's what traders on the floor make their money off of, bid-ask spread differences. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Let me. Okay. And a myriad You're, of fees and sure, other things. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, so I understand. I, one of the things that I did read, and I think it was in the first article, it might have been something else I read, but they talked about there's a there is no fee per se for these CDRs, but built into its price is up to a 0.6% fee for CIBC and obviously for NEO. Like that's right there the cost of these built into them so they're gonna lag by right up to point up to point six yeah and they're gonna lag or lead based on currency as well and then so my other factor on all of this and i don't know what the legalese on this would be but let's say i'm trying to buy microsoft Mm -hmm. and i decide to buy it through a cdr and the Neo Exchange and CIBC go bankrupt. I know this is a very, very third well, party. That's not going to happen. CIBC is very well established. We, are, we understand that. Oh. I understand that it's not. I'm just saying. Neo Exchange might go bankrupt. So why don't we but focus on that? Sure. So, <laughs> so, so Neo Exchange goes bankrupt. Okay. And what are the hoops and what are your protection to actually owning that certificate as opposed to in my brokerage, I own the stock certificate of Microsoft. That brokerage can go bankrupt. I still am the holder of the shares of that corporation. You don't think that's the same here? I'm not sure that it is. Right. Because it's a separate product, right? I you think, have to I look think at the what... article said it was the case. Okay. So, that so means, it that, means Neo that means... owns the certificate and they've subdivided it. No, I think you own... How can you own a fractional share? You can't share? own you a fractional. Fraction, but you own however many... Like the via, whatever via whole. somebody else, but via, via some kind, it's the same as like when you're buying fractional shares on Wealthsimple yeah, or whatever yeah. else options. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that institution buy, owns the whole share. They They're own, just yeah. yeah. So there is risk there. You do not. Yeah. You're not the. I think your risk is with CIBC, not Neo, though. And this end is for entertainment. Yeah. Purposes. Yeah. We yeah. don't. We don't know. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. But, but there, there's some questions to be answered there. Yeah. Now, one of the things that hey. My beer has no ice. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. look at that. Ice free. <laughs> Thanks for bringing back the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, nice job. Nice. It is good. I think it's once Wait, the is this is... why you missed curling? No. I was sick. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was in September. More things this I don't is, know. This is September beer. Wow. It's not the freshest. Beer does not last that long at our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saved it because uh, I brought it back for the show. Because he's not a jerk. Yeah. Like somebody across the table who tells us he's brought home beer and then drinks it with his wife. It might have happened once or twice. <laughs> or repeatedly. Every other week. <laughs> so I, I would say the Voodoo Ranger once unfrozen is slightly better than the Viewfinder. I would agree. Agreed. But it's yeah. probably not up to the snuff of other hazy IPAs that you can get at the Victoria Curling Club. The Victoria Curling Club with the fluffy clouds. Oh, 33 acres. 33 That's acres. Nice we got to get that for the pod boys because oh, that is Fluffy clouds, beer. hazy IPA yeah. is a delight. Yeah. 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 No, that's a real good one. Okay. So one of the problems I had, so everybody listening to this episode was going, those guys just bullshitted us for like 35 minutes and then talked about something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you stick around, folks. You never know. Um, so one of my concerns with the CDR, my thought process with it is I totally get that, you know, you can't afford to buy a hundred dollar stock or before it split, Amazon was whatever it was, 3,000 or something 3, ridiculous. Right? Yeah, like you can't afford even a share of it. And, you know, if you're a beginning investor, you just want to get some money in the game. Uh, it looks great when you can buy a $20 piece of 
a big blue chip US company, right? But my thought to that is, is like, just get in an index is the easy answer. And then if you've got- Whoa. Yeah, I know, I know. know, (laughs) But that's not my point. That's not my point. My thought is also is like, the currency hedge is kind of bullshit. I don't, I think you want, like, if you have today's money to Mm. put, to turn into US dollars and buy a US stock and hold it in perpetuity or for Mm. a long period of time, I think that's a better long-term decision from... So you're saying you prefer to diversify your currency rather than to have protection from currency risk. Yes. I would agree. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. yeah, like you're buying it in today's Canadian dollars. Yeah, it we could it could go the other way. Right, we don't know. You're I'm thinking in bets. Eggs in different baskets. I'm thinking in bets. I'm thinking I'd rather have one share of Microsoft in U.S. freaking dollars with yeah. the whole stock certificate without third party counterparty risk than buy five CDRs that are the hundred dollars of Microsoft in my freaking Neo account. Because it's cheaper to do the transaction and I don't have to work. Like, you still have to pay withholding taxes. All the tax implications of uh, the CDR the are the same. You're not, they're yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. You're no further ahead other than you're trading in your own dollars and it makes life easier for you. And you're trailing by the 0.6%. And you're, you're trailing. And some people are going to disagree with me on this, but I think it is absolutely true. I think fractional shares are stupid for the reason if you can't afford to buy a full share of that stock, any money that you have should be going into an index. I disagree 100%. with you. Oh, I disagree. Really? I disagree with you. No, I... Wait a minute. I, until you said index, I disagree with you. But then, <laughs> you, then you said index and saved yourself. <laughs> well, so, but here's the problem. Like, the, the, bigger, the bigger picture problem here is that the ability to trade, um, which is the downfall of most people, is active trading, right? Right. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, trading but, bad. But the ability... Holding good. Holding good. <laughs> the ability of people to go like, well, why do I want to be in a boring index fund when I can go and buy these CDRs that are fractional? Now, so for my 100 bucks a month or whatever, I can pick some Google, I can pick some Microsoft. And I'm not cherry picking these companies by any... I'm, they just pop into my head. I know They're also in the there's, article. There's 12 other ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I don't know. I For me, it's a no-go. And and it's interesting because I own some ADRs. You do. I do. Why do you own those? I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't sell anything when even when I know it's dumb. I want to own one of everything. That's why I need to own one of everything. <sighs> well, screw you and screw you. <laughs> uh, just for our listeners, what's an ADR? Okay, that's the American Deposit Receipt. And what is it? Basically, it. Uh, there you own are, it. You should know. Yes, I do. I'm okay. Gonna, f- give me a second here. <laughs> Jeez. Um, it's the same thing, except on the U.S. exchange. This one's on the um, New York Stock Exchange. They have these ADRs, which are very the packaged international stocks that you can't buy unless, like, I have uh, Vale, so, which is a Brazilian ore uh, company. Oh, okay, and you have right? CIBC. So that's, that's no uh, an ADR for CIBC. Well, you can. Well, there's no there's no, I don't think those the are Canadian, actually listed. They're listed. The, they're yeah, listed. yeah. But I have, I have way, way too much Alibaba, which is an ADR. <laughs> right. on an, I'm like, not one of my yeah. favorite holdings. But you know, ten years. <laughs> Who can tell? Be good. I, I'm just gonna keep buying electric bikes off Alibaba until their their <laughs> price turns around. But anyway, besides the point, these products have existed. They are safe. 
I think you can invest in them, but I don't know if it's the right thing. But you thing. wouldn't. Well, I just don't know if it's the right thing. Like, You is did, it? but you wouldn't. It's different. Yeah. I can, I'd rather just buy a U.S. stock on a U.S. market because we have access to that. Or I don't have access to the Brazilian stock market. Or an index. Or maybe I do. I don't know. But Or an index. Well, of course. Spider. But I think this leads into a slightly different conversation, which is for the past, since 2008, so what's that, 14 years? What was that, the year where you were born? No, that was the, 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 yes. the year the bull market was born. Yeah, yeah right? that was the year the bull market was born. Everybody the day was a, the bull market died. Everybody was a brilliant stock picker, right? Right. So why would you go into index funds? Why would you make Mr. Money proper, said so. proper risk-adjusted <laughs> assessments on what you were doing? Yeah. And... Because you just buy and it goes up. Because you just buy and it goes up. And then up. you buy Same more. Property. Same as property. Same as property. It just goes up. Buy. Real estate. Up. Real estate. And <laughs> at some point, at some point, I mean, what's what's that quote? It's that in the short term, the market is a voting machine. And in the long term, it's a valuation machine. That's not quite it. Not quite it. I no. forget what it is. Anyway. Voting and then weighing. I think weighing. The there you go. Thank uh. you. Uh, I thought you were going to use the uh, see you swimming naked. I think, well, I think the accounts is actually better. I want to pivot to books, but go ahead, finish your thought. Well, it's the fact of eventually the actual value of a company matters. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Tesla mm -hmm, tanked mm -hmm. this year because it's a garbage company that doesn't make very much money. And I've been saying this for a long time. I hate Tesla. It's stupid. I thought thought he loved (laughs) Tesla. I'm confused. (laughs) But you look at you look at all of the things, you know, when anything's trading at a two hundred times earnings multiple. Well that Yeah, you should buy more. Right? <laughs> yeah, buy more. Exactly. Yeah. That's totally a smart decision. How you turn one no, million into that, less than one. That was a joke, everyone. <laughs> but it it always the the chickens always come home to roost. And they have different time periods of how long it takes for that to happen, but it happens. Right. I'm disappointed I didn't use a baby metaphor right now. I know. Sorry. Yeah. I well it was really, something about eggs. He metaphor did say eggs. The and baby baskets. always goes back to the teat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, economist, do you have anything you want to add to that before I no, I'm done. pivot off the accountant's famous last words? <laughs> you, you bring up a great point, accountant, and it does fill well into the last little bit of the show here is because uh, I've got to send, uh, got to give you the book there, Economist. We're reading uh, Richer, Wiser, Happier Yeah, by, read. by William Green. Great book. Highly recommend it. Bill. Bill Green? Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> it's better to be familiar. Yeah, yeah. true. He, he's actually... He, you guys should call him Bill. I, I should call him William because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> it's a good book. He is, uh, he's been a journalist for decades, and he's interviewed lots of the most uh, renowned prophetic amazing investors of uh, our generation is, and before is, is our he generation. the modern uh, napoleon hill uh no he uh, uh, no i'm not sure what you mean by that i know the book you're referring to when you say that but he's just sharing the information from all these investors he's, well that's what napoleon hill okay did, yeah I think. so he's, he's creating a narrative and a story and it's a readable book it's a very readable book yeah the point i'm getting at is what you just said is 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 over and over and over again all these famous investors through the decades, we're not talking the last 12, 14 years, we're talking the last 50, 60 years, the same thing happens. 
revert to the mean, things have to trade at at value. Bad value. At reasonable and, price. But but that's how your legendary investors make their outsized returns. Understand they're value. capable of assessing the value of a company. And at times like this, they look and they go and they sift through the garbage and they spend decades sifting through the garbage to say, hey, that stock is trading at $4 a share. The assets it holds are at least worth 10. I'm going to buy a ton of it. And I don't care how long it takes for the market to realize that it's worth at least $10 a share. That's what it's at least worth. So are you buying more DIR these days? I actually have been buying a lot of these years. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, so well, it's about $4 or yeah. 4X. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about asymmetrical bets before. Probably not articulately and great, but that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, I I may lose, but I won't lose very much. Right. But if I win, but my I win hi- big. My, high, yeah. my upside is huge. And you're really not going to lose in the long term, unless, unless there's a actual fundamental change to the company yes right yes after you buy so that's the book plug of the week uh and also damn it i was gonna bring the book down here because there was a great quote that was completely of the week like we podcast weekly this guy (laughs) over here that's the book plug of the quarter (laughs) (laughs) what you're not you're not bringing me beers from las vegas next week I will. <laughs> See, we don't even know. It might happen. It could happen. It's very possible. Basically, the accountant needs a reason to get out of the house at least once. Right? So, so we need yeah. to ramp up again? Yeah. 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 Ramp up. <laughs> it's winter. Uh, the other one that I'm reading right now is How to Decide by Annie Duke. I got to send that, pass that on to you guys. I, I really like her books. You both read Thinking and Bets? Yeah. Yeah. All right. How to Decide is a great one because... It really focuses and helps you analyze your own or the decision-making process. And it, I think it works really well with thinking and bets because there's so much you don't know about a decision. But there's so many bad ways that we make decisions by going like, oh, we're going to have a pros and cons list. But our pros and cons list doesn't weigh how probabilities. heavily probabilities or how heavily each one impacts. Yeah. So it's a good one too. And she also has a new one. Uh, Any Duke did you say? Any Duke, yeah. Huh. Knowing when to quit. Huh. So that's on my docket for reading. Right. I don't know. Got anything reading right now that you guys like? I know you're reading the same one I have and you're sleeping when you're not. So I think my favorite book right now is entitled Go the Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> is that a children's book? It's actually a children's book. I am not kidding. It is legitimately a children's book. I'm not kidding. Get it. It's great. So you read that, uh, Frank? Yeah. he. Uh, I mean, he... Doesn't know what's going on, but that's fine. Yeah. I thought that kid was supposed to come brewing with us last weekend. Yeah, he got real mad. <laughs> Economist? Uh, pivot? Or are we done? Uh, well, we're officially done because I promised the listeners we'd be done in an hour. Uh-huh. So we're officially done, but I'm not. Oh, I never, I I never meant, turn I, off the I thought you meant I thought you meant interest pivot. I think we're still getting another 50 to 100 basis points before. 50 to 100? Yeah. Ooh. And uh, so the December uh, rate hike will be so, 75? Well, I, I don't know. I think it'll be 50. Uh-huh. I don't think they're smart enough to realize the damage <laughs> that they will have caused. So. Okay. Here's one for you. Okay. Well, Speak, well speaking wait, of damage. Are you are you pivoting or are you staying on the same line? Okay. you want it? I'm staying on the same line as him. Okay. Go ahead. 
listening to what was I listening to? I guess it was the end of the same as Looney Looney Hour podcast. They were talking about tier two lenders who generally only lend for one or two year terms. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a tier two lender for your mortgage is that you get in there with a little less um, coverage of your mortgage, but you're going to see some price appreciation. You're going to have some mortgage pay down. You're going to refi into a big five or big bank lender and save half a percent. Everything's rosy. Everything's rosy. But the problem is 66% of, I think it's first capital. That sounds like one of the tier two in Canada, right? First capital. 66% of these lenders are facing up to $1,100 a month. And believe me, I hate spewing out stats. That's just what I heard. Mm -hmm. Within the next year. What's $1,100 a month? Of additional additional mortgage payment. So, lendees? You said lenders. Sorry, the borrowers. 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 The borrowers will... Aggressive move, Pedro. He's so small. He moved a huge <laughs> door. door. <laughs> a big door. With his nose. <laughs> he heard the dinner bell. It's like, get me out of this room. Uh, yeah, so huge, huge, massive increases because a lot of these uh, second-tier lenders finance people because everybody's in such a rush to get into the housing market. Yeah. And just about guaranteed across the board, housing prices are at least flat, if not no, no, they're, they're not they're down. Okay, they're down, uh, as, for sure. Being, as, uh, well, not when nice. they got in, though. <laughs> when they were in, it almost guaranteed, going up 20%. <sighs> almost guaranteed. So, to your point, well, we d- we have not even seen the damage yet. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. A, interest rates never should have gone that low. Right. Because you created a speculation bubble. There's a lot of reasons for the housing problem, as we talked earlier. There's a bunch of other reasons, but one of them is... You can't have interest rates that low. Yeah. Interest rates should it should cost you to borrow money. Right. It should. It yep. can't it can't be free. It can't be one percent to borrow yeah. money. That's ridiculous. Or negative in the or negative in, in the Scandinavia, right? Wasn't yeah, it negative in Scandinavia? It was it was negative. Yeah. That's that's stupid. That's how yeah. you get asset bubbles. Right. But then on the flip side, the bank the governor of the Bank of Canada came out in twenty twenty and assured Canadians we're not raising rates that they wouldn't raise <laughs> rates and that rates were gonna be low. And now you're going to have a bunch of poor souls out there who trusted that, right? trusted that statement and stretched themselves and bought housing. And like, I'm not here to feel for speculators. You bought a house speculatively and you lost money on your investment. I don't care. I do care about the people who trusted that you said rates would be low and you've jacked them up 3% in a year. And there's people that are going to come into their renewals and lose their houses. Right. Yes. That is going to happen. That's 100% it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The problem and with the, all of these interest rate hikes is you're using lagging indicators. Yes. So the damage has been done interest rate wise, but you're not going to see it for a time period. Right. The damage will be happening in the next 24 to 36 months as people go <sighs> renew. That's not necessarily true because if the rates fall, those who renew after they fall, it won't impact the market. So if you think they're going to raise and stay level for three years, then yes, I agree with you. Well, sure, that's true. But that, but now we're getting into a cycle of, oh shit, we raised too much. We're <laughs> yeah. dropping them again to levels they shouldn't be at. Oh shit, we raised like the the correct response in the first place was to not have dropped them that low. 
Right. And then the next correct response was to have raised them responsibly. And I get everybody's worried about inflation and stagflation and all that crap. Have you looked at shipping rates lately? No. Shipping rates are a massive part of product cost because none of the things that we get are made here. Shipping rates, as we know through COVID, went through the fucking roof. Mm -hmm. They are for January container costs now to get a container across the Pacific is back down to 2019 levels. Wow. But guess what? We haven't seen those price changes yet. Yeah. Because we haven't like- We're always built on Because we're constantly sitting there being like, every two months, we're going to make an interest rate decision, but you don't have current data. Your data is only quarterly and it's garbage data. Mm. I agree with that. You're picking and choosing your data from wherever the hell you want to pull things from. It's- so dumb, and you're going to hurt so many regular, everyday Canadians because you are short-sighted. Oh, yeah. So you say they should have never been that low. So what are they now? They're 4%. Okay, what's a reasonable level? Four, now is a reasonable level. Right. So we just leave it at 4 Hypothetically, you're going to get some pain by doing that, but right. you should. Yes, you yeah. should just leave it for Agree. You're Agree. going to get a large amount of pain. Some yeah. people are going to lose their houses. It's going to suck. Yeah. But that... That should be, but I've said this before. We went in 2008, the U.S. economy crashed. We were worried about what was going to go on here. And so to stimulate the economy, you dropped interest rates. That only helps people who are capable of borrowing money, right? who have money. Yeah. Lowering interest rates only helps people who have money. If you actually want to stimulate the economy and spending, what you should have done is drop personal income taxes because your average Canadian, every single one of us is affected by personal income taxes. Right. So if 2008 hits and instead of dropping your interest rates to nowhere and creating asset bubbles, you go, Hey guys, we want to stimulate spending. So instead of the personal exemption from taxes being $13,000, we're going to bump that to 30. So you don't get taxed on your first $30,000 of income or the first uh, tax brackets one percent instead first tax of, brackets one uh, percent instead of twenty. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of your every single person in Canada has more money in their pocket. What are they going to do? They're going to go spend that more money. Bam, economy stimulated. But but what about the government tax receipts? How does that balance? Well, maybe just be fucking responsible with your spending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I knew there wasn't a logical answer. It was that? No, that, that is, is a logical that is, answer. That is, that's be responsible with your spending. That's, you know what? The Canadian people are going through a hardship. We need to tighten our belts as a government and take less money from the citizens of this country because they need the money. Not to mention, we have GST and provincial taxes in this country. If people spend more money, the government still makes more money. Yeah. So, uh, the question from the listeners. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great. Guess we're in overtime, boys. <laughs> well, I did bring out the Rainier as the chaser. When when is the accountant running for prime minister? Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I wouldn't have a hope because I would actually be honest to people and nobody wants no, to hear that. Nobody wants that. And I definitely wouldn't give any handouts. There would be no free money. So nobody would vote for <laughs> No me. free beer? I mean, there'd be some free beer, You only be have no free money. You only have to give free money out during the election. <laughs> Right. Oh, wait. Can't I just promise whatever I want and then not follow through on it? Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I, might really, only, I might be okay with this. I think you're you're really misunderstanding this free money part. Because the way I see it working is first you collect it, 
And then you just give it back to people and call it free. Except you're going into debt to give so much of it back. So it's not really free because then future generations are going to have to pay the interest on the money you gave out before. So do you think we need to pivot on some of the things we've talked about on the show about leveraging and variable rate mortgages and all the rest, all the rest of that stuff? I mean, I, I, I leverage. So. I, I'm variable. The market's I'm... down. It's time Damn. to buy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what the economist is waiting for. He's like, I want to crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Houses price, housing prices down. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Everything's on sale. It's so funny, though, because it's psychologically... I mean, I'm not having a hard time with it, but it definitely, I think it 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 tests you. So did you right. ratchet back your... Um, I'm leverage? I'm glad yeah. I did. Way before this. Okay. Like, way, way before this. Right. Because I think that's... You know, we, we've talked about leverage on the show a, a bunch of times. And the point is, is like, you need to go... Worst case, Ontario, how screwed am I going to be if I use all my leverage and Poor owe? Poor Ontario. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a trailer park boy saying, you know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I got to a level where I was comfortable with, but it is interesting because now I'm like, wow, those few percentage points on a couple hundred grand make a big difference. They make a big right. difference for yeah. sure. But you know, again, that's, I'm levered. Yeah. I've had... My one of my mortgages since June is up thirteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It's a variable rate mortgage. That's fine. Yeah, but I knew that that was a possibility. Yeah, like does it suck that I lost thirteen hundred bucks a month in cash flow? Yeah, yep. absolutely. I'm not happy about it. But if you're going to play the game of using leverage, you have to use it at its lowest possible risk factor. Go ahead, finish. Which that's, that's just, it has to be at a point where everything goes terribly, which it has the last 12 months. The last 12 months have been a nightmare. For anybody with debt that's variable rate. I don't have debt. Things are great. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I thought you were like pro, pro leverage. Yeah. I leveraged back when the market was down and I do have a little bit, but it's still, everything's great. Good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the same, like I'm not concerned about it, but that's, I didn't, I could have gone probably 15 times higher on my leverage than i did yeah but i wasn't going to be that dumb yeah i couldn't i could have gone two times higher (laughs) oh there you go well okay so i'm also an accountant though so i'm naturally conservative (laughs) it's the worst (laughs) yeah it is it hurts sometimes but on years like this it really pays off yeah right the there's a couple critical things in there you said that it catch me is like it's the cash flow that's super important because Cash flow is king. Overtime can, open. There you go. <laughs> so you can, you're like, oh yeah, I can deal with that. I can deal with that until you have to deal with until it. Until you can't. And then it's like, not only am I not making as much money. I got a question for the accountant. Yeah, well, you can wait. When your you're done. You can wait. Your yeah. Time. Yeah. You interrupted me to tell me that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> FFS. Go, go on. <laughs> Keeping it family friendly. No, it's like, but. I will be the first to admit that it's really hard to understand your risk tolerance because when I said enough is enough for leverage, there were still deals on the table. Right. And I looked hard at them and you, you go, well, I don't care if rates go up to four, five, six percent is six in the HELOC. Now I'm arbitraging. I'm getting 12, 13, 14. 
until until they not. stop paying yeah, on their yeah, primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you're, yeah, now you're yeah. So it's well, it comes back to and I'll promote the books again from Annie Duke, Thinking and Bets, which is a great one for that. Probabilities, how to decide, thinking about these things, and it's you. We we are terrible at judging our own risk tolerance. Absolutely, Couldn't right? Be worse. We're to- and we're terrible because. 90% of us are not freaking accountants yep. that are conservative enough to understand the implications of small changes down the road, right? It's like a little bit of, there's like a butterfly effect that works in your finances where you're like, it's so good. And then you're like, how did everything go so bad? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. And, and I, I just want for listeners and everybody that, you know, I, I'm comfortable with the leverage. It's costing us more money. The cash flow is down. It sucks. I'm happy to go back to work. That's called having a flexible plan. Right. Right. Well, flexibility is the key. Yeah. I mean, we're reading stories about people that, that, did you see the one I read today about the guy's living in his car because marital breakup, but his rental property, they're not paying him. And because our system's so backlogged, he can't effectively no, remove No, no, tenants. no, no. That, that's got nothing to do with interest rates. That's got to do with an absolute government that, system. That's, yeah, what, he that, was that's just what I was getting to. Oh. That's what he was saying. That's what I'm getting to is like the system doesn't allow him to evict the tenants. To move into his own bloody property. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So like there's just things coming out of the woodwork. All the, every, a lot of people are going to be naked when this tide finishes going out because it ain't finished going out. It is not finished. Absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, you're all variable. No. No? One fixed, one HELOC, one variable. Okay. One whiskey, one bourbon, one rye. Yeah, one right? scotch, one beer. One <laughs> Have you one always one been beer. fixed on your fixed? I've always been fixed on my fixed. Wow, yeah. you are conservative. <laughs> yeah. And and the HELOC is always going to be fixed. Is that true? HELOC's not fixed. HELOC's floating. Is yeah, sorry, it's always going to be floating. Yeah, you can't. HELOC, you, you can't. Cannot you can't fix. lock in a HELOC. Though. Yeah, you can roll it in to the main one and stop borrowing on it. Yeah. Okay, so you're variable as a conservative accountant guy. Yeah. Do you have a plan on when to switch to fixed, or are you just always variable on that one? That piece of debt is always variable. Never going to switch. 17%. 17% in this <laughs> entire country is bankrupt, and we've got way bigger problems. We're, we're close to the entire country. Like, if you... We're close were to the to, fucking entire world. Yeah, like, if, if... So, we're at... I think you can get a mortgage now, fixed mortgage, somewhere around 5.5%. Yeah. You bump that up to like 9%, yeah. and you hold it there for the next five to six years, this entire country is bankrupt. It's not going to go five or six years. I, I don't I, think. I understand that. I don't But that that's what I'm saying. That's, Entertainment purposes only. That That's where I would be in trouble, is if right. you bumped it to 9% and you held it there for five or six years, yeah. then I start to have problems. Right. So... If they bump it to nine, but and then it again, comes down. But I also you're, you're happy to am the worst quitter the in the world and have like the most lucrative business I've had in years. <laughs> so like maybe I'll just earn and pay it off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ooh baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> Who's that? Ah, Cat Stevens. <laughs> is it? I don't no, think it is. Not, it's <laughs> reggae. It's not even close. <laughs> Cat Stevens uh, is uh, who's Cat Stevens? He did uh, Saturday Night. No, that's Elton John. No, it's all right for fighting. Yeah, no, <laughs> Cat Stevens is Saturday Night too. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. He's also um, who's Wild World? I'll get that one in a second. Cat Stevens Saturday Night. 
Saturday night? Another Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. That's Cat Stevens? I got some money because I just got paid. Oh, just got paid. Now I wish I had someone to talk to. I got the FI garage today. (laughs) Wait, what was the other part of that question, though? (laughs) Who is Wild World? No, the variable whatever. Oh, I just wondered if you had like a a stop. What what is it when a stop, uh, a a ceiling where you're going to lock in? What? This is so good. Sorry, I have to. Yeah. That is Cat Stevens. Ooh, baby, it's Wild World. Really? Oh, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. High five. Cat Stop Steven what? has three hits. Because I was totally thinking of... Uh, who was I thinking it was? I'm really happy that I nailed that. Ooh, baby, it's... No, I was thinking like... I was geez. convinced that it wasn't, too. The minute you said it, I'm like, yeah, of course it's not. But no. No, no, no. Great. I was thinking of the, there's a reggae version. There's not a reggae. There's totally come on. Um, he also does. Here comes my baby, Cat Stevens. So, <laughs> so he has three hits. So here would have thought. Here's the argument on the the locked in thing. Yeah, you're just playing the numbers. Right. So historically, you have always been better off being at a variable rate, right? As long as you can make the payments, and as long as you stick with that for the like. I so would have first of all, you established that you can make the payments at a higher interest rate. That that's an important right. factor. And the historically speaking, when you get screwed on a variable rate is times like this, where you had a three percent interest rate increase. And in you a year. locked in in uh June twenty twenty two. Right, exactly. But historically it's like, well, you're paying almost 1% to 2% less depending on the rate yeah. schedule for a variable rate. So they have to increase quite a bit for you to get to where your fixed would be. Right. So you're generally always going to be paying less interest mm-hmm. unless it's in an extreme tightening cycle like we're in right now. Right. But you have to assume that we're not going to stay in an extreme tightening cycle for the, for whole, the next 30 years of this mortgage. Or for even the whole five-year term that you... Or even the whole five-year term. So just based on the statistics of what has happened over the past 50 years. Yeah. What if it's not the same this time? Yeah. Anyway, everything's different. But that is the logic on why you go variable is you're paying less. Like I'm still paying less than a fixed rate mortgage rate. Yeah. So this begs the obvious question. Why did you go fixed on your other mortgage? Why did I go fixed on my order? With rentals, you need to quite often. Yeah, uh, it's easier to project the numbers because that that mortgage is almost up, and that was four years ago, and I was in a completely different place four years ago. So oh. you've got to re- you've got to renew as well. So, Me so too. I got to renew in the spring. Yeah, I got I got to renew next September. Yeah. So in that spot, you didn't have the capacity to make increased payments, so you locked her in. I locked it in, as well as there was a bunch of stuff going on with the house, and I couldn't get. A mortgage as easily as I could now. Right. I, I res- so I took what I could get. I rescind this being a one-hour podcast to all the listeners <laughs> that are still paying attention. I love that you're still here. It is the, it is the fun of this podcast. The recording never stops. She never raw. Stops. <laughs> but the worst part is we usually get in. We, it takes us like 40 minutes to warm up. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Until it does. we get into actual. I know. It's like we need a couple seven percenters and we're good to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah. Next. I- 
I'm gonna hit the bathroom. You should play some Cat Stevens. Well, you Ooh, know what? it's baby, <laughs> baby. It's a wild world. Are you telling me that was him all along? Yeah, of course it was. No, I am troubled by this. I thought it was Maxi Priest. Who the hell is that? <laughs> You're showing your age. Well, okay, hold on. Maxi Priest, Wild World. Yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. Hold on. This may mess things up big time if I play it with my computer. Oh, and somehow oh, we're playing commercials. <laughs> what? Okay, well, this is the this is the one. Free podcast. Ooh, baby, baby. That's a ripoff of Cat Stevens. You well, idiot. clearly I know that now. I didn't know that. And sorry, Maxi Priest, no money coming to you for replaying through my YouTube. It's okay. We only we only had it for like three seconds, which is below the minimum. That's right. 15 royalties. seconds plus or something yeah. like that. Okay. Bizarre. But well, okay. So it's just like, did you hear that they're making a new version of Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Like, have they got like, have they got a, a new movie. Patrick Swayze? No, there's no. You Isn't Patrick Swayze Patrick dead? Swayze? Is he? I, I don't know. No, he can't be. He's oldish. Don't throw don't throw that shit out. Do you know what I watched the other day, boys? I watched the freaking A team. I mean, you don't even know what the A team is. I hundred percent know what the A team is. I pity the fool who watches the A team. <laughs> it was cheesy as shit. <laughs> like so cheesy. Do you know what I watched the other day, just before Halloween, was the original Ghostbusters. And that stands the test of time. That does stand the test of time. Bill Murray. Yep. God bless Bill Murray. Bill Murray is good. I'll drink he, the Bill Also, Dan Aykroyd. A- Dan yeah. Aykroyd, what yeah. a Canadians. guy. Cana- oh, Canadian legends. Yeah. Mm. So, while I was away and you were playing Wild One. You heard Ryan Reynolds is buying the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, but that's not important right now. <laughs> what, what occurred to me was this is probably the best podcast in the world. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it might not be a fire. Might not make any sense. Might not be a fire podcast anymore. No, no, no. But, uh, but yeah, it's the best in the world. It has to be. <laughs> it's better than, well, yeah. it's as good as Tim Ferriss. By also, they should have an award. <laughs> Here we go. Can't wait. For the most humble podcasters. <laughs> we just didn't get it. <laughs> and we should win it. <laughs> Until <laughs> 10 seconds ago. <laughs> well... I guess I don't list, listen to enough Canadian podcasts. Oh, actually, I have a shout out. Speaking of the the Ottawa Senators, Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah. So pre-COVID, at the very start of 2020, I was in the Czech Republic at the World Juniors. I'm spe- speaking to a very specific person who's probably not listening. But I, <laughs> I met a guy who was a big Ottawa Senators fan. And somewhere in my drunken stupor, I had heard that the Senators were up for sale and I told him this, and he was so excited. And then the next day, I ran into him at the arena, and he was so mad because it was not true. Maybe this is what I heard back then. It just took a couple of years to come out that the senators are up for sale. So maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe my timing was off. Maybe he heard you wrong, and I'm going to use Ryan Reynolds' joke. He was thinking of a U.S. senator that was for sale. <laughs> That was nice, wasn't it? That, that was, was a Ryan really Reynolds good. joke. Yeah, and today's really election good. day. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good. Everybody can afford one. Hey, <laughs> we can be political now. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> have you watched? Have you watched Welcome to Wrexham? No. Oh, dude, watch Welcome. What to is Rexham. that? 
That's Ryan Reynolds documentary. and Rob McElhaney buy a Welsh football ooh, team. Ooh, ooh, it's ooh. so that, good. That, that's it's the guy so from good. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, also, no. this is the best fucking business case I've seen in my entire life. Is like, it? As an accountant, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> it is the best business why case don't, ever. Why don't you write Ryan Reynolds and say, I want to be your accountant. I'm a free agent. Like, I, like honestly, it's the... the I can the be... I, listen to my podcast. Like, oh it's my the God. best in the world. Oh. I can be on your documentary so and good. raise viewership. So this good. song is the best song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, pump the brakes here a bit. Yeah. A, just heard about that documentary this morning, oh, too. Oh, so good. Please don't fucking tell me it's on Disney+. Plus. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I just canceled it. I canceled it. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> We're probably going to have to tweet oh. Ryan Reynolds when we release this. Oh, 100%. 100%. Dude, hook me up with your documentary. Yeah. You know our, our boy is friends with Ryan. Who's our boy? Our normal third. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. Like our Ryan is friends with that Ryan. Oh, I heard yeah. that too. Yeah. 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 The Ryans. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, our Ryan put us in touch with Ryan Reynolds. Because the, account the accountant wants to be the accountant of... So wait a minute. But our Ryan's also an accountant. So why wouldn't our Ryan, the accountant, be the accountant for Because he's Reynolds? got... Because he's gallivanting around the yeah. globe right now. He doesn't want to work. He, he's, he, he teaches. Those who can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing our other friend Ryan doesn't listen to this either. <laughs> actually, he does. Does he? Oh, yeah. He's well, a big, big fan of the uh, Canadian. Big fan of the economist. I actually hope that that's the one time I hear from him this year. <laughs> right. Where he listens to this episode yeah. of the podcast. Didn't we try and have him on the show? He yeah, we did showed up. Did he? He was here. What happened to that episode? I think it wasn't that good. Was it, it was that bad? <laughs> yeah. I think that was when we cared about how it sounded or something. I think we're a lot better since we just raw release and uh, do nothing. That's well, when we became the best podcast in the world. <laughs> Well, at least we're not plagiarizing songs tonight. <laughs> I think we did that earlier. Well, so okay. <laughs> Difference tonight too is I took off my headphones. Right. Yeah, I'm not headphones. Yeah. No. And it is better because now it feels like we're just sitting having a discussion. Right. But I liked it before because I could hear how it would sound. Now, now, now I don't give a shit. Now you're gonna be like, oh, you guys sound terrible. You were never yeah. closer to your you mic. You guys are idiots. Yeah, instead of making back the whole time. instead of making hand motions, you, that you, you gotta be closer I, to your mic over here. Yeah, like I'm not re-listening to this ever. Yeah, no, I'm just letting. Well, I'm letting one the, time only. I'm letting the internet. Yeah, smooth out the accountant shouting, the economist <laughs> whispering, and That's my true. stuttering, and <laughs> producing something magic. Do you guys, do you guys want to hear something that you won't believe at all? You want another Rainier? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I have to go home. But no, do you want to know what you won't believe at all? Okay. okay. So in my grade 12 yearbook, I was voted as hasn't shut up since grade nine. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what you won't believe at all? <laughs> that you believe that? The next year is my 30th grade 12 grad reunion. Ouch. I did not know that. Ouch, right? Yeah. Starting feeling some age there, boys. That makes you 50. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? No, it doesn't. I'm a, That's pre-50. I'm a late it? birth. <laughs> oh, well, so wait, wait, he didn't graduate till he was 20? <laughs> it would make him 50. It makes me 55. I just missed a couple. <laughs> Kindergarten's tough. That's the most repeated grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't play well with others. 
Stacking um, them blocks is hard. Okay, we're getting ridiculous. But serious question for you, actually. I was thinking about it today because I went to the dentist. Assholes always give me bad news. <laughs> I think you need 5K for healthcare in quote-unquote retirement. Per year. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Of per course. person. Of course. So in, in, yeah, Guaranteed. You... So anybody that's not budgeting 5K a year on top of your cost of living just for dental and, and medical is is screwed. Like you got to factor yeah. at least 5K a person. And that's today's dollars. Right. You need to almost have a separate bombshell. account that is your bombshell. That is your healthcare account. Yeah, dude. Bombshell. You can't have that here, can you? No, we don't have HSAs. No. No, that'd be that actually is what we should talk about. Do you think Jagmeet be on board? <laughs> you could twit him. I, I could I mean he is, he has I, been gener- ignoring you. I generally just, you know, <laughs> tweet him derogatory things about how I think he's an idiot. So I'm sure he'll reply to that. But okay. This is actually- He might. <laughs> this is well, when you say you're the superest man in the world, that's kind of non response. I don't respond to that. Um But if you say, Hey Jag Meat, I got this good idea. No, no. No, hear me out here because there is an HSA, but I thought it was for disabilities and is no, it isn't not. No, not a thing. There's not an HSA. That's a health savings account. Yes. That is an American thing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But I thought that was only for specific disabilities. No. That is American. It yes. It's just a general health care plan. Yeah. Why wh- Why can't we have that? Correct. Yes. Correct. That's no one's arguing. <laughs> There's literally no one arguing. Oh, okay, so it, it would be in addition to the RRSP and the TFS. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Another plan that you can only use for medical debt. And it would have some tax advantageness. Yes. Oh, I, I can absolutely tell you why. Because we pretend in this country <laughs> that we have health that we have healthcare, yeah. which we don't. Whoa, whoa, have. whoa. They just invented free dental. <laughs> what? Oh, so now we won't be able to get a dentist or a doctor? No, so dentists are going out of business because they can't charge $300 to go and... Sc- like, okay, <laughs> screw you guys. Come over here and I'll scrape a metal file against your teeth for an hour and charge you $150. You bucks. ever wonder... And then, and then the best part of the scraping the metal file against your teeth, then the whole time I'll be like, hey, why are your gums bleeding? Also, <laughs> the dentist doesn't do that. That's the guy the dentist hires to make a yeah, profit. the on. hygienist. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, do you ever wonder why you can't find a doctor, but every dentist's office is saying... We welcome new Accepting patients. Accepting patients. <laughs> Clearly, there's Correct. money to be made there. Yeah, because everybody who wants to go into the medical profession looks at it and goes, wait, I can make way more money as a dentist than right. I can as a doctor. I'm yeah. going to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. an idiot. Well, and I, I'm i not going to rant about this because it is what it is. We I'm, are currently ranting yes. about this. But I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful, wife, if you can hear me, um, <laughs> that we have dental coverage, period. Right. But parts of my regular cleaning we're not covered today and i'm not right. bitching about that i'm just going well what what the hell like so you well, you paint on some bullshit enamel that i should be able to order from amazon right. and put on myself yeah fine i get it if it's good for you it's good for you i'm not arguing that i'm not arguing the 30 bucks it costs but you should have told me it wasn't covered right along with the little wheel polishing thing that was pathetic i've had better ones <laughs> that wasn't covered i've either. had better teeth polishing than yeah that. and again it's fine like if it's for better health and all the rest of it i understand the cost yeah. but you should go hey your coverage is up yeah everything's now cost plus <laughs> right well <laughs> Can what, we do your upper teeth instead of your lower i bet like- if you, instead of every nine 
they might be covered because they do less of it. I don't no. know. Well, that no. was the thing on the bill. Because I just yeah. asked her. I said, yeah. well, why is it 100 bucks a day? Because usually it's like 30 whatever, right? right? Yeah. Like, I'm not bitching about the money. It's just the understanding. Yeah. Just understanding the services. And she goes, oh, that's only covered every nine months. Oh, yeah. So they get you in there twice a year. So yeah. one of them's not covered. Right. Fair enough, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. But it's like taking your car in twice a year and something's not covered that time. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, communicate. Just let me know. Yeah. Just absolutely. let me know what's what. I, I can make a decision if you let me know. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know. Right. They just do all this shit, and then you walk out, and they're like, oh, it'll be $100, sir. But like, apparently, now, if you're below a certain th- threshold in income and have a certain number of kids or whatever, dentists are free in Canada. So that's a terrible, terrible promotion for being FI or right. FIRE. Yeah. It is. Like, it's a terrible promotion. It because is. I think, I, I know this has been brought up before, but being fire and using our systems that are taxpayer-based is fucking bullshit. At that point, I say, screw you. Yeah. That's it should I'm be upset. means tested. It should be means tested. Like you're, uh, and what do you mean by that? If, if well, you like you can cl- get CCB, you can get dental, you can get all sorts of shit if you can show your income's less than yeah, that 20K is, a year. Yeah, that is means tested. Well, no. No, not it's if not. you're sitting on... For eighty million dollars oh, in cash. Oh, I see. I see. It's you just all, don't have any income. You just it's, be like, I don't income anything. So you're saying it should be means tested, where actually it's income tested. Uh, no, it should be well. Yeah, I guess net so. worth tested. Yeah, well, I, I know it's, it's a fucking bad gray area. Yeah. Like we don't want to get into that, yeah. but it is. But it's a problem, right? Yeah. That's like people that claimed they were fine and then collected SERP. You yeah. were not financially independent if you collected well, CERB. If you collected CERB, you're just a leech on the government <laughs> if you claimed you were five. Exactly. Right. You're, that's, you're, you're, you, yeah. that's, yeah. yeah. But, okay, but this this is the argument, We don't know right? anybody like that, though. <clears throat> if you're, you can be, you can be fire, and you're fire, like right now you're fire, and you're only going to have a 30 grand income because you're an accountant and you're really good with money, so you're going to get full childcare benefit for your newborn. No, I'm not. I'm not lazy. <laughs> but that's my point. Is no, it, I, I it's there. What you're saying. You could take advantage of the system. I could manipulate the system and manipulate my income so that I yes. actually got the CC, which is which what I don't deserve. Which right. is what the economist is saying about dental. It's like, fine, guess I'm paying myself dividends so I can have free dental. Yeah. It's bullshit. Like, I get it. I get it that the people that cheat the system are such a small percentage. That it probably doesn't matter in the big. It probably matters a little bit, but it just is just like I know. I know that so many things are they're trying to. <laughs> okay, this is again an opinion only piece. Is they're trying to target the income level that needs the most help, right? Where you get your double your GST back, you yeah. get free dental, you get childcare benefits, working income Good. tax benefit, all this stuff. They should get the most benefits. They or need can, the most help. Can, except, do you want to know how you actually target that the most? Reducing income tax. If you make fifty thousand dollars a year or less, you pay zero dollars in income tax. Bam! I took all Done. the complexity out of Done. the system, yeah. Yeah. and I just made this real fucking easy. Yeah. Yeah. If you make less than $50,000 a year in the country of Canada, we are a rich enough country, you should not pay income tax. I will yeah. pay. I will. We can up the income right. on higher income people. I am a firm believer that if you make less than $50,000 a year in this country, you should not pay income tax. Right. That's just Why is, how is there an argument there? There isn't. There isn't. Of course not. It's ridiculous. Yes. 
You could, you could. So are you saying that you should have to pay for your own dentist? I have medical coverage, and I pay. No, for no, my no, own no, 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 no. Just in general, forget means tests. Should you have to pay for your own dentist? Like anyone? Okay. Okay. H- that, him that's... or his cleaning person. I can't believe you put Rainier in a glass. That depends completely on it, what kind of healthcare system we're going with. Right. So dentist, Absolutely. dentist is a part of the healthcare system. So if we are going with a fully covered healthcare system, then, then free any, dentist. And then anybody at a lower level should absolutely have free healthcare. Now, yeah. should we only have public healthcare? No, there should be a private right. healthcare as well, where those that have the means to pay for healthcare are paying for healthcare. Yeah. And there is a two tiered system. That's where everybody else in the world with universal healthcare, that's what you do. Because the people who have the money are going to pay for my dentist has a water fountain and I get a bunch of other crap. Right. And then yeah. everybody else gets to go to the regular dentist right. that just cleans their but teeth. My dentist that. is fancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the whole thing's ridiculous. It's pretty simple. It's it's not hard. Right? Unless you're a politician. Then it's rocket surgery. So hard. So hard. <laughs> Sounds like that's the show. <laughs> I I think it's a good time to stop. <laughs> Probably. I think it's a good time. We're only 40 minutes over, dude. I got to go take care of a child. What, uh, what number is this? Well, we skipped a number. 843. No, no, we skipped a number. Oh. Uh-huh. oh, speaking of skipping a number. Yeah. The only one that might still be listening is the guy stuck on a sailboat in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, which is our good buddy, Kevin. Cheers, Kev. Cheers, Kev. Hey, Kev. And I told you guys that he's sailing from the UK to New York. On right. somebody else's boat, living his filin time. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I know, listeners, go check out F.I. Land, filin time. There are YouTube videos. There are pretty good. F.I. Land time. F.I. Land time. Yeah. So it's funny is uh, they were trying to land the drone. They're taking some aerial footage on the sailboat and trying to land it back on the boat. No crash landings in the water, which is good. But Shouldn't your child be asleep? Yeah, he ain't. It's like... 5.30, don't, He's three don't babies, don't babies no, go to sleep there at 5.30? Is, there is no schedule. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Final no, no. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Kev, no, Kev keeps up with the podcast and I keep up with his YouTube. So anybody out there looking for some virtual warm travel, because they made it to the Canary Islands. Ooh, so nice. Down there, yeah. Yeah. But the best part about it is like, this is like, I just want to shout out, you know, when we talk to him, we've had, we've had him on the show a couple times. Yeah. And they literally hooked up a contract to take a boat from the UK to New York, but had like four months to do it at their leisure. Nice. At at the owner's expense. So shout out. Yep. Great job living in Cheers. FI lifestyle, traveling the world. Cheers, and, Kev. And rocking out. Also, he is not the only one listening. He might be one the, of my mom listens. The show got really good around the hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening. Yeah. So anyone who is listening at the hour mark is probably just tuning out now. Oh, okay. So, like, this one, if there were show notes, it'd be, like, check in at 35 to, like, for 45 minutes. Oh, that's going to be our tweet to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to the one hour plus. And that's I like... really want to be Wrexham FC's accountant, so let's do that. Yeah. Okay. I got to, I got to, somebody share the Disney Plus with me. I got to watch this. Oh, so good. I haven't, I haven't cut any. It's a real good, it's I've, a really great feel good story, man. I have not cut any subscription services yet. Have you guys? No. How many did you have? Not in the last week. How many did you have? Zero. I have really? one. I Zero? Have one. one? Yeah. I have I have one. Yeah. 
I yeah. One. I uh leech. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, so shout out to our beers tonight. It was the Voodoo Ranger from Las Vegas. Thanks, Economist, for bringing Voodoo us Ranger back. Voodoo Ranger was tasty. That's was New, New Belgium, not not from Las Vegas. Oh, I thought it was. No. It's brewed and canned in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh. And Asheville, shit. North Carolina. Asheville. Yeah. It's an India Pale Ale. Brewed I do like the can, spice. actually. This is a really nice can. It is a nice can. It's got the skull cap thing yeah. going on. The other thing we got to drink is some Two Dads Brewing. And uh, so the other... Yeah, said it was bad. The other beer tonight was the Viewfinder Hazy IPA from Small Gods Brewing Company. It, it doesn't Sydney. hit its price point, but Correct. drinkable. Correct. Does not hit its price point. Yeah. Does not hit its price Go point. Go with a fluffy cloud. Yeah, well, that's the next show. Yeah, we should get some fluffy clouds. Fluffy clouds and the oh. night is on. Yeah. We we could do an after hours at the curling club being served fluffy clouds. Oh, we're gonna That's a we're gonna do remote after? Yeah, yeah. After yeah, yeah. sounds more I reasonable. Like it. I yeah. like yeah. it. I w- we know the bartender. Yeah. We do know the bartender. We'll just make him the fourth mic. It'll be like yeah. the shut in. Like the oh. have you ever been to a British lock in? No. Where like basically there's upstairs from the pub is your rooms. Right, and, and they lock at eleven the front o'clock. Door. They can't serve people, so they close the door, and you're stuck there. Sometimes they pull extra pints for you, right? Until you can't walk anymore. <laughs> Occasionally, sounds like something cool. I'd enjoy. It's quite fun. Yeah, it's quite fun. And then we went to King Arthur's grave. It's a whole story. I'll tell you another time. That guy's not real. Dude, not real. And it's time to move on. All right, I gotta go. Uh,